It's time now for today's edition of Community Conversations. It's the interview program in which we dialogue with voices from the Omaha community. And here's your host for the program, the executive director of Radio Talking Book, Jane Nielsen. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome once again to another edition of Community Conversations. This is Ryan O with Radio Talking Book. And I know you're used to hearing Jane Nielsen and her lovely voice, but she is off today, and so I'm pinch hitting for her. We have a great guest here, Lauren Sinsick. She is the executive director of Metro Omaha. Lauren, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Thrilled to be here. We are thrilled to have you. I've been um, at Radio Talking Book for four years, and we've always wanted to get someone from Metro here, so this is a good get for me. So we're going to talk mostly about the new technology that has come to Metro, but before we do that, Lauren, tell us about yourself. Tell us about your background. Yes, thank you. So I am a self-described transit geek. Um, I've worked in transit almost my entire career, uh, and I think it's something that's just so fascinating and exciting. It's something that really helps bring communities together, helps connect people to jobs, opportunities, um, their family, loved ones. I've been um, in, this is my second time in Omaha, so I worked in Omaha for Metro Transit um, from 2012 to 2016, and I was the first project manager for the Orbit Line. Um, Really took that through early planning studies, and then I had an opportunity in Los Angeles to go be a senior director there. Um, Moved to Los Angeles with my husband for a few years, and I am just so thrilled to be back in Omaha. It's such a special place to me. How long have you been back here? Uh, Just over a year. So I've been at the helm of Metro for just shy of 13 months. Wow. So I can kind of relate to you on one level because I lived in Denver for 10 years before I came back here to Omaha. I am a Nebraska native, but I moved to Omaha four years ago to work at Radio Talking Book. And it was quite a change for me. Was the transition from LA back to Omaha quite an adjustment, a culture shock in some ways for you? Not really. I have uh, I really enjoyed my time here in Omaha before. Um, I've lived in small places, big places, Midwest, East Coast, West Coast. Um, so I really enjoy all the y- unique nuances of each place. I will say that first winter is tough. Um, coming from yes, warm climate. Oh God, I bet. I'll bet. <laughs> I'll bet. You know, people think Denver winter winters are brutal. But really, because of the lack of humidity, they're not that bad. The snow doesn't stick. Um, over here, though, it's a whole different ball game. So. Yeah, it's just more bone chilling somehow. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. You know, you said something I want to grab onto before we jump into UMO. You said that you're a big advocate of public transit, and of course, for obvious reasons, I am as well. What do you think the advantages are? of public transit in a city. I know that in the Midwest particularly, we're very car-centric as opposed to the East Coast and West Coast. What makes you passionate about public transit? Well, there's a number of things, but really there are so many people who rely on public transit and really wouldn't be able to get to their daily lives without it. So it is a huge part of providing mobility and access for people. But I think even more than that, public transit, when it's done well, not only reacts to the community around it, but is a shaping force for what a city is going to grow up and look like, um, how it's going to develop, how people are going to move, how it's going to uh, meet its environmental um, friendliness and sustainability goals. There's just so many aspects of transit that not only serve great needs, but also can help make your community a better place overall. Yeah. Where would you rank Omaha in, in terms of its public transit effectiveness? 
Oh, that's a tough question. Um, I think there's a lot of things that uh, Metro and Omaha are doing in general. Um, I think Orbit is a huge um, advantage to our system. Orbit is a really neat system. I have to give you kudos for that. Thank you. Um, We're really proud of it. Um, I think this UMO program that we're going to talk about is another great addition. But overall, as a region, we really haven't heavily invested in transit. um, Our spending on transit per capita is about half of our peer cities. Wow, that's crazy. You know, and I'm, I'm sorry to say that I'm not surprised. Um, you know, again, coming from Denver, I was really spoiled <laughs> by what they had out there. Buses, light rails, regional buses where the light rails w- wouldn't go. And here it's a struggle. A lot of the city's not covered. So I bet that's pretty frustrating for you as well as the exact. It is. It's frustrating, but I also see a ton of potential and opportunity. Um, and if we have a moment, one of the things I'd love to talk about is Metro Next, which is our strategic region-wide planning study we're doing about how we want to grow transit in the next five to ten years. We will absolutely get to that because I'm always interested in the future, especially if we're going to cover more of West Omaha. I'm, I'm a big advocate for that. But first, the big reason you're here with us today is to talk about UMO. So I didn't write out a bunch of questions because I'm sure you have kind of a con- Concrete presentation. So really quick, I did want to ask you, do you know how long Metro has been here in Omaha? How long the bus systems have been operating? Metro has been in existence since 1972. Okay. So it's a fairly new bus system compared to some others that I've heard of. So that was just a little tidbit uh, trivia nugget I wanted to ask you. So tell us about UMO, kind of its impetus, where it came from, and and what it is. Yeah. So UMO is a contactless... um, fair payment system, and it's really a way for people to be able to pay for their fare on transit um, using a smart card, a smartphone, or paper tokens that we also sell from ticket vending machines. And the idea behind this is to really provide more access, more options for people who um, use the bus to be able to pay their fare in different ways. And it's really an Um, What I think is super exciting about it is it's an account-based system. So people can load $5, $10, $15, whatever they'd like into an account, and it's just deducted as they use it. Um, It's not buying a certain number of rides or anything like that, and it provides a lot more flexibility. Mm -hmm. Okay. Is this something that's been done in other cities before now, or is this unique to Omaha? It's been done in other cities, um, and a lot of cities have a long history of doing that account-based system with smart codes um, or smart cards, but um, there are some agencies that are doing phones, but with the using your own personal smartphone as an option, we're on the leading edge of that among uh, agencies in the country. I love that option. I'm a huge fan. I'm excited for that. So go ahead and just tell us kind of about about the features of this new program. Yeah, well, I'm going to start with what I think is the most exciting one. Um, As a part of rolling out this new um, program, we instituted something called monthly fare capping. And this is brand new to our region. Um, And this is another thing that's really on the cutting edge of the transit industry overall. And what it means is that when somebody redeems $55 worth of fare on a bus or $27.50 if they qualify for a half fare discount, the system will automatically stop charging them for the rest of the month. So to be able to take advantage of that, um, they do need to create a UMO account and use either their phone or a smart card so that we can track those trips. Um, But that is something that is just so exciting. And the reason behind this and why we're doing this is because we have found that we have a lot of passengers and riders who ride very frequently and would 
really um, realize a lot of benefits and discounts from buying our monthly pass. So we've always had a 30-day, $55 monthly pass. It's for unlimited rides. But we had so many people who ride all the time who couldn't come up with that high upfront $55 cost. So what we're letting people do now is pay incrementally and still get that same same discount. That's great. Um, and, and you said this is all digital. There is no paper ticket or paper pass as I've been using before. Yes. So this is all on a card or a smartphone. As a part of the UMO system along Orbit, we do have some paper tickets. Um, and those are something that they can buy at ticket vending machines. But they're not going to get the same benefits as on the card or the phone. So it's a much better solution. That's just for maybe occasional riders or people who want to try. Okay. Um, let's start with the phone app, and then we can talk about the smart card in a bit. But if you'd like, just go through the go through the phone app first. Yeah. So the phone app it's called UMO. Um, That's U M O. Thank right? you. Yes, U M O. It is actually a nationwide brand. So there are other agencies using that same UMO app, um, but it will, based on your location, find you here in the city of Omaha. And there's a lot in there. You can do trip planning on that app. Um, You can look at our schedules, our routes, and you can also um, add money to your account using the wallet feature, using a credit card or debit card, and load whatever value you would like. The other nice thing about the app is that um, there are some great accessibility features built into it that you can turn on um, in the settings. There's that A word, accessibility. That's good. Yes. So there's a lot of things in terms of the trip planning. If So if you put in your starting and ending do, uh, destination and want to find out what buses will take you there and what time, there's some features that you can turn on that will actually have it read it out to you. Can, can they track different buses, I think you said, as well? Um, tracking of a real-time arrival of buses, that'll be coming soon. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to be okay. adding that feature where we have GPS location on all of our buses, and we want to be able people to be able to see where they are if they're on time or running late. So the first thing they would need to do then, though, is go to the App Store uh, or the Android equivalent to the App Store, and they would need to download UMO, right? Correct. Okay. Then would they create an account through the app? Absolutely. Right in the account, you can go ahead and create an account, set up your username and password, Um, And the really great thing, you don't have to create an account, but we strongly recommend it because that also um, helps protect your balance in the the case you lose your phone or or card or something like that. Right. Okay. So they get the account set up and then how would it, how would it look from that? Once they have their account going, then what's the next step? Then it's actually very easy. Um, In the bottom right corner of the app, there's a little icon that says wallet. If you just tap on the wallet, what it'll do is it'll bring up a QR code right on the phone screen that can then be scanned on the readers on any of the buses. Okay. So they get the wallet up and then they just add their, their credit card? Yeah. There's, a, there's an option card. just to add value and you can select what amount you would like um, in increments of $5. Wow. Okay. So then they've got their wallet. They got some money in their wallet. Um Virtually, of course. So then, do they simply go out to the bus and hop on, and and it charges the um, charges the the wallet? Yes. So w- when you're in that wallet um, icon, it'll show up as a QR code that you would just scan at the um, 
readers on the bus. And the really nice thing is the system also will identify whether or not it's a transfer or a first ride. So Metro offers um, 25 cent transfers for your second and third trip within 90 minutes as long as it's in the same direction of travel. Right. So if you have to connect to another bus, on the first bus, it will charge $1.25 from your wallet and the second bus will charge 25 cents. And this is different than before when before the system, people who wanted to use a transfer had to pay $1.50 on their first bus, get a piece of paper, and keep track of that for the second bus. But, of course, the transfer is now virtual. Now the transfer so, is virtual. Yeah, that's And it's charged when you use it instead of in advance. One less thing to worry about. One thing I've heard, I've, I've had some friends that have tried this and they've had some feedback, and they say that it's a little tough for, uh, for blind people to hold it up. I guess you have to have it positioned just so in relation to the reader on the bus. Have you heard anything like that? We have, and that feedback has been really helpful for us. Um, We're looking at solutions that we can um, implement to make that easier. So one of the things that we're looking at is adding some bump dots to the readers to help identify where that phone should be held. So that's coming is one of our improvements that is really a result of the feedback we've heard from users. Um, The other thing is um, the card option might also be a good choice. The card is near-field communication. You can also load value online via a website. And the card doesn't require that precise location within the reader. It just has to be near it. Right. Okay. And we'll talk about the smart card in just a moment. But before we get to that, what else do we need to know about the app? Because there will be some people that will want to use that. Um, well, I think that's pretty much it with the app. It's great. It can help you with your trip planning. There are connections to Uber and Lyft and other mobility services mm-hmm. in there to really help create a seamless trip Ooh, overall. That's really neat. I didn't know that. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And we're looking at ways we can expand that in the future too. I'd love to connect that with um, Heartland B-Cycle and other options as well. So it's all um, all a work in progress, and we're really excited about not only the benefits that this program brings, but also the potential to keep improving upon it. Now, you mentioned that other cities are using this. Let's say that I went to one of those other cities and had some credit. Would I be able to – is it transferable to other systems, or is it unique to Metro here in Omaha? Yeah, the credit is unique to um, Metro and Omaha, but the app would work in multiple places, but you'd have to have separate wallets. Gotcha. All right, so we've been talking about the smart card, so tell me all about that. Yeah, so the smart card really works very similarly. Um, The money is loaded into an account, and you can go to umopass.com, U-M-O-P-A-S-S.com, and that's where using a credit card or debit card, you can load value into that account, the $5, $10, $15 increments, Um, and that's where that'll go into an account that you've created your username, your password, um, similar process on the app. It's really the same thing. You just do it on the website instead. Or you can come to Metro's office and we're happy to help you do that in person as well. But the card, um, same thing, works the same as the QR code on the smartphone. You use the new UMO screens, new UMO readers on the buses. Just tap that card near that screen and it'll do the automatic deduct- deduction of the correct fare. Does it make some kind of noise or give a verbal cue that you've that you've successfully uh, deducted? It does. Yes, okay. there is a um, a positive chime and a negative chime. If Ooh, it didn't work, yeah. <laughs> how does a person first get that card? Do they have to come to your offices to get it? Can they get it mailed to them from online? How does that work? 
Yes. So you can um, call our customer service, 402-341-0800, um, and request us request a card. We're happy to mail you one, um, as, lo- as well as with instructions on how to go ahead and set up your account. Um, we've been had ambassadors out riding the buses, handing out free cards to passengers. So if you see somebody on the bus in a um, orange vest or if somebody approaches you, um, feel free to ask them for a card and they'll give you one. And coming soon, you'll also be able to purchase them for free. I say purchase. We're giving them free for right now um, until the end of the year from any ticket vending machine. So what else do we need to know about the card? It sounds really simple. Um, of course... Some of our uh, listeners aren't as necessarily as computer savvy. Uh, is is there a way to do it that's not computer related? Is there any kind of a paper application, or is it all online? There is a paper um, form, so you can buy one rides from ticket vending machines. Um, but also, you don't have to use the online if you would rather not. So, if you have a card, especially, we have ticket vending machines at North Omaha Transit Center, uh, West Roads Transit Center, and all of the orbit stations. You can enter your card into those ticket vending machines and load value either with a credit card or you could also insert cash or coin into the ticket vending machine to have it loaded into your account. Got it, got it. So, you don't have to use a computer. It's not. You can also use those ticket machines at the actual site. Absolutely. Right now, they're at North Omaha Transit Center, West Roads, and along Orbit. Um, but I, I have a feeling they're going to be popular. So it might be a future improvement if we can roll out. So anything else I need to know about the cards that I haven't asked you yet? No, I would just say that unfortunately, um, users do need to choose between either the card or the phone. Um, so your account, you have to choose which one you want to use. The nice thing, though, is if you choose one and you decide you've chosen wrong and you'd rather switch, we can easily switch you over to the other option. Okay, that's good. That's good. So there's no buyer's remorse there. There's no buyer's remorse, um, but <laughs> we want to make sure that you're um, getting that balance protection as well as that qualifying for that monthly fare capping. Mm-hmm. So we have to have it on one device. Okay. I'm going to follow Jane's lead here. One thing she always does in the middle of the interview is she stops and makes sure and get your contact info. So people will we'll have you give it at the end of the program as well. What's the best way for them to reach you? Yeah, so we have a lot of things. Um, our We have customer service that runs early morning to late, um, 402-341-0800. Um, I can also be reached um, via our website at ometro.com. There's a comment box where you can actually select um, contact the CEO. And the same, anybody with customer service that you reach out to, um, feel free to tell them, hey, you want to make sure that Lauren at Metro sees this comment and I will happily look at it. Okay. And that's www.ometro.com. Exactly. Thank you. Our listeners, by and large, of course, are blind and visually impaired, otherwise unable to drive and they use Mobi. So how would this new program, this UMO program, affect those who are Mobi users? For Mobi users, um, they can use the UMO program if they would like as well. So to get a UMO card that's set up for Mobi, we will need to um, work with customer service and probably come down to the Metro's office so that we can get a photo ID on this um, UMO card, but they can use the same benefits, on the UMO on Mobi. However, you don't have to switch to UMO if you're currently using the Fairbox or 10-Ride Mobi cards. You're welcome to keep doing what you've always doing if you prefer. 
So they have the option. The the paper cards, uh, the ones that I currently use, they're not going away anytime soon? Nope. They will still work as well. Okay. This is really adding to our options instead of taking anything away. The one thing I'll say is the monthly fare capping the, um, where we stop charging you after $55 is only on fixed routes. So it doesn't work on Mobi. However, this is a new feature that we didn't have before. If we have riders who use both Mobi and the regular fixed route, mm-hmm. the fares that they spend on Mobi will count towards the fare capping on fixed route. Okay. That's good to know. I'm glad you brought that up. So yeah, that'll so that'll, that'll help consider. you reach that $55 quicker. Yeah. But once you've reached that $55, unfortunately, Moby still has a charge. And I want to mention this. You, you brought it up earlier, but I want to emphasize this. Those that are disabled can qualify for a half-fare program, correct? Correct. Can you talk a little about that? Yeah, so our half-fare program is for individuals who are 65 and older, um, individuals 62 and older on Social Security, um, Medicare users, and as well as individuals with disabilities. Um, so unless if qualifying on disabilities, um, we do need some additional documentation. There is an application that's available on our website, um, and depending on how you're qualifying, there might be a medical portion that needs to be filled out. But we'll get you a half-fare ID card that has your photo on it and shows all of our drivers that you qualify to only pay half-fare. Um, and that will be something that you could use on UMO or our other fare system. So UMO, we've actually added that option as well to have a card with the half-fare encoding on it. Okay, excellent. And just want to make sure our listeners know that I, I avail myself of that program and I believe others uh, probably should know about it as well. So thank you for that information. Is there anything else about the new UMO program I haven't asked you yet that you'd like to highlight? Yeah, I would just like to say that we've actually partnered with Outlook Enrichment to help provide some training resources for those um, experiencing vision loss. or um, And so they can actually help with training on how to use the new UMO mm-hmm. program um, by calling 531-365-5051. Lauren, we only have a few moments left, and I know you want to talk about what's next, so open fire. All right. Well, I don't know if it's what's next, but it's what's ongoing, and uh, my desperate plea that we certainly want to hear from all of your listeners. So right now, we are working on a planning study called Metro Next that is really looking at where we are as a region in transit, what our priorities are for investing as we grow. Um, And we're going to be having community meetings coming up in the next month or so. There'll be information on our website, once again, at www.ometro.com slash metro next, all one word. And this is a study where it is so important that we hear from riders, uh, future riders, those who would like to become passengers on Metro, the bus service doesn't quite work for them yet. We want to make sure that we're planning for how we need to grow, where we need to grow, and also really going to be digging into some of the features that make um, that affect the quality of service. So we're going to be talking about bus stops and ways that you can pay your fare and all of the things that really impact the lives of our riders. Well, this is exciting. Can you give that URL one more time? I was, I think it was ometro.com slash metronext. Absolutely. Yep. Okay. Our project is called Metro Next. Do you ever work with Mode Shift? I do. Yes. Uh, so you're. To, I assume that they they have a hand in this. It sounds like something they would do. Um, it's actually a Metro sponsored study, oh, good. but a lot of Mode Shift folks have participated and um, are obviously 
clear advocates for improving transportation choices yeah. in the region. So they're sharing lots of ideas, and we hope to hear from even more folks. One of the things that I've wanted to ask you, I'm curious about, what demographic would you say uses mass, mass transit the most? Um, I think we have a pretty healthy mix um, of lots of folks using mass transit here in Omaha. There are quite a few individuals who um, have some financial constraints and transit is a way for them to save money in their monthly budget. But we have um, individuals with Able bot who are able-bodied individuals with disabilities. We've got white-collared workers commuting to downtown. We've got kids. Um, one of the exciting things we launched this year is K-12 rides free. So all students K through 12 get to ride Metro for free anywhere, anytime, um, as a part of a pilot project that's funded by a local philanthropic uh, foundation. So there's really just a a nice mix, and I'm always excited every time I get on the bus. I meet the most interesting people. Whoa, so you take the bus, huh? I do, not every day. What a novelty, a, a CEO of a bus company that actually rides the bus. That's exciting. My, I, I wish I could do more than I do. I have to say I, I end up going to a lot of meetings during the day that sure. I have a tight schedule, but I think it's important. And actually, I mean, even with this new UMO program, um, we had a lot of ambassadors out in the street um, helping give out cards and answering questions. Mm -hmm. And I was thrilled that I was actually able to carve out a couple of days where I was out talking to our customers, and it was great. One of the reasons I asked about demographics, and, and you kind of partially answered it talking about the free uh, school program, but how, how do you connect with college kids? Or would you say that uh, a, a pretty healthy majority of them are riding the bus? I know there's a conscientiousness amongst younger people about driving versus public transit. Yeah, we definitely have quite a few um, college students who ride, and we actually have a number of PASS programs. So we have partnerships with uh, Metro Community College, UNO, and UNMC Clarkson College to really provide PASS programs for their students. Are there any other programs that you'd like to highlight? I would just say that the Orbit um, line, which is our new bus rapid transit line around Dodge, has hit its one-year mark. Um, and the ridership on that has been fantastic. We're seeing a lot of new um, riders who didn't ride before, a huge increase in weekend ridership, and we're carrying ten to 11,000 riders per week on that route. So that's a lot of cars we're removing from the road. My last question for you, Lauren, we're almost out of time. How has Metro fared during and after the pandemic? Because I remember in the, the height of the pandemic, I was taking the bus and there was no fares, which I was very grateful for. Um, how would you say that it changed your service? Yeah, so COVID was certainly very difficult um, and continues to be very difficult on transit across the country. Yep. Um, we saw about a 40% decline in ridership during the height of COVID. Now that is almost back to normal levels, um, but clearly had to worry about protecting our customers and protecting our employees. So we spent a lot of time really investing in shields for the drivers, looking for PPE, identifying ways to um, clean the buses. So we actually fog all of our buses every night um, to make sure that there aren't any lingering germs. Um, it's been a really challenging um, time for us. Yeah. We had a lot of lot of learning curves, but really have, um, I think, come out of it stronger and our staff is proven that they absolutely can problem solve along with the best of them. I want to tell you, Lauren, your bus drivers are the salt of the earth. And I mean that sincerely. They have a tough job 
and I have seen more than one of them have to be mask cops. And we all have our opinions about masks. You know, I know it's unfortunately it's a div, uh, political and a cultural symbol. Those bus drivers didn't ask to be mask cops. Uh, they're put in that position, and they have risen to the occasion more than once with people that have been unreasonable. And so, uh, without taking a position, we're nonpartisan here. But I just want to say, every one of those bus drivers, God bless them for taking a stand for following company policy and uh, for um, doing what's right where the masks are concerned. I know it's a federal issue. So just a shout-out and a thanks to you and to all of your drivers. God bless them uh, for the job they're doing and and everything else that they're doing as well. They've been very good to me uh, over the last four years since I've been riding. Well, that's great to hear. Thank you so much for that feedback. I'll make sure to share it with our operators. And you're right, the mask mandate, that is a TSA mandate, same as the airport. Yep. I want to make clear to our listeners, this is not Metro's decision. This is out of their hands. This is a national thing. So please be nice to your Moby driver, to your bus driver. They are just following policy. Lauren, is there any last words you'd like to share with us before we close? I am just so glad that you invited me here today. This was such a blast, and I'm really glad to get to share this information with your listeners. Well, we're delighted to have you. Give your contact info one more time for us, please. Great. Um, Metro is 402-341-0800, and our website is www.ometro.com. Lauren Sensick, the executive, uh, is it the CEO? It's the CEO, C- but I, you know, I'll, I'll answer just about anything you call me, Ryan. It's all right. <laughs> Lauren, the CEO, Lauren Sensick, CEO of Metro Omaha. Thank you so much for being here today on Community Conversations with the Radio Talking Book. Great. Thank you so much. And this is Ryan O, your station manager. Thanks for listening today, folks. Please stay tuned for more great programming straight ahead on Radio Talking Book. Have a great day. You've been listening to Community Conversations on Radio Talking Book. It's the interview program that brings you voices from the Omaha community. The Radio Talking Book Network is brought to you with the cooperation of KIOS-FM in Omaha and statewide through the facilities of NET Radio and Television. We've been proudly serving our blind and visually impaired listeners for 46 years. Thank you for being a loyal Radio Talking Book listener and supporter.